0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Growth? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. And we had another uh, associate pastor, Kelly, in the house. Woo, woo, woo. So we are again talking about the fifth critical era that new and young leaders make. And uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulty uh, when we first started out, so we're going to Uh, we're going to have Minister Kelly to go ahead and pray us in while I watch for other people attending.
1: Oh, gracious Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this blessed day. Lord, thank you, Father God, Lord, for each and every day that you wake us up and you continue to smile upon us. We just want to give you praise and we just want to give you honor. Now, Father God, we ask, Lord, for your blessings over this Uh, uh, Sunday, Wednesday night Bible study, we ask, Lord, that you bless and, Lord, that you be glorified and that, Lord, you receive all the glory from what's said and done in this meeting today. We just thank you, thank you, and thank you, and we love you. And all these things we pray in your blessed Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
0: Amen. Amen and amen we are just thrilled about what's going on today and how God is going to be moving in the lesson. And so, you know, since it's just the two of us, we'll probably have more of a conversation than anything else. And my sister just hit the nail on the head when she said, I just want to have a conversation. And so uh, as we begin to talk about what are, you know, what is a good leader? What is a good living?
1: It's
0: wild. No. It does, honey. But I'm trying to
1: see if someone holds Okay. I thought I'd let you know a way. Go ahead.
0: All right. So let's see. Um, we're going to be coming. We're going to start, start out by looking at Proverbs 29 and 2. So let's, Minister Kelly can get that for me. 20, Proverbs 29 and 2. I'm praying that all of you have had a wonderful week so far. This is uh, what we consider to be hump day or the middle of the week. But uh, some of us are on our grind every day. So we don't really have like a hump day or one particular day that is the middle or, or different things of that nature. It just depends on your schedule. So, go ahead, Minister Kelly, and
1: read to us. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn.
0: So, the first thing I want to ask a question on is in the title of the lesson we're talking about today is Leaders Don't Forget About the People You Are Trying to Lead. Sometimes we can get caught up in different things when we're trying to lead and we forget about the people we're trying to lead. And so I had this uh, incident that we were on our way to a, 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 a dear cousin's funeral. And I was driving, of course, and uh, <laughs> we were trying to keep up with, there was a distance uh, that we were driving and we were all getting on the highway and doing all kinds of things of that nature. But the way they were driving, it was difficult to keep up and difficult to follow. And so when you have a a situation like that, of course, you get heated up in the car and different things of that nature. And, and, And so when you're in a situation where you are supposed to be following the leader, and it seems that there's some chaos or something that is keeping them from leading or they're uh, inattentive like we talked about uh, they're unaccessible uh, inaccessible and unavailable then it's difficult to follow someone who has forgotten that you are following them so you have anything to say about that honey before we read on because we're going to touch a little bit on Proverbs 29 and 2 as well
1: not at this time
0: so Some examples of that happen or the lack of the things that happen when you have difficulty following a leader, you uh, sometimes don't have spiritual growth. Uh, You lose your patience. Um, You lose respect for the person. And so when you have difficulty following the leader, you have other things that kind of get in your mind that keeps you. From even being attentive and listening to that other leader. So let's look again at Proverbs 29 and 2. The Bible tells us that when the righteous are in power. When the righteous are leading. What does it say again honey?
1: When the righteous are in authority the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear fruit the people
0: mourn. So when the righteous are in authority. When the righteous are leading. Uh, the people rejoice. Why? Why do you think that the people rejoice when leadership is being led by a person that is in fellowship with God?
1: Why do people rejoice? Mm-hmm. Oh, they rejoice because um, the right thing is being done. People being treated fairly. They're being treated equally. They're not being... Uh, discluded Uh, they don't feel like it's only for a certain group they feel like they're part of the group kind of like this last presidency when they uh, when uh, Biden came in office people begin to mourn and fellowship uh, because people kind of feel like the oppression had been uh, uh, lifted up from them amen amen that's awesome
0: that is awesome so we want righteous leaders. We want people that have a relationship and fellowship with God, but we also want them to be able to remember that we following them and not to be so caught up in trying to get wherever you're trying to go. Like I talked about in the funeral convo, uh, that you forget that people are following you. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Cause sometimes I have people following me and I'm, in such a rush to get to the place that I, I, I forget that, you know, you can't I can't uh, go as fast as I want to do because I have others that are oh glory to God that are following me. And so as I remember the people that God has called me that I have to be mindful that they might not be at the same level I am, that they might not be able to move as fast as I'm moving. That they might not know the word the way God has given me the word. And believe it or not, that's one of the reasons why God put you in uh, the position to lead them. But it's not one-sided. The one great thing about God is that not only am I leading and and teaching, but I'm also learning from those that follow me. They teach me things as well. And so this is awesome. This is awesome. And so let's look at... Romans 13 and 1. You have something to comment, honey? Mm-hmm. And this is from the King James Version. Romans yeah. 13 and 1. You. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. And the powers are ordained of God. Again, we're talking about leadership and how God places leaders in our lives to lead us and guide us. And he is the one that gives them the power to lead. And when they get off track, it is our job to pray for them and ask God which way he wants you to go from there. Uh, people are human. They make mistakes. They are, um, they are they are they're not perfect. That's the reason why we still here. Just keep that in mind. If you're still here, at least you ain't perfect. Because if you was perfect, you'd be in heaven. Amen. Amen. So let's look at some more scriptures. let's look at uh, what some of the things that we learn that we when we have a relationship with God, uh, that There are some things that we need to get uh, when we have that relationship with God. We want to, first of all, we want to seek his will. When it comes to leaders, we can get bogged down with researching the word and making sure that it's right and making sure that we hear God. We must seek God's will in the process of that and uh, forever be a learner of the word of God and forever be teachable so that God can continue to feed you so that you can feed others. Then you have to make sure that you tell the truth. And a lot of times we notice that some leaders do not really want you to be transparent. Uh, in our ministry, we've had people that tell us, don't tell the truth. I mean, not don't tell the truth. because that make it sound like they wanted us to lie? They didn't want us to lie. But what they wanted us to do is to not reveal everything that happened in our life because as you know we have people all over the world not just in the christian community that sit in judgment of what happened to you but it's my testimony and if i if one person able to hear my testimony is able to hear my testimony and come to the lord then it's for, for me to speak it. amen what you think about that, honey?
1: Well, I think some of the greatest leadership that I ever been up under, uh, Pastor Gurley. Uh, he 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 practiced a lifestyle of transparency. You know, he wasn't all secretive, and uh, secrets kill. So when you have to live a life of secrecy, or you sworn to secrecy then uh, you're really not being beneficial uh, in respect to having testimony or God utilizing your testimony uh, to help somebody else be struggling. So some of the best things we can ever do for ourselves and for others is to acknowledge that we too are human beings, that we too struggle, we too have temptations, we too uh, are, are in situations uh, uh, we, too, have struggled. So when we let other people know that um, that there is hope at the end of the rainbow, there's hope at the end of the tunnel, if they could just hold on to God's unchanging hand, then we can help somebody. When we say that God delivered us from drugs, which he did, uh, that can help the drug addict to realize that God is not subject to any drug, there's no such drug that's, that's stronger than the Almighty hand of God and that God can break any bondage. Uh, he considered it an, an insult when something considered itself stronger than him, therefore to the point where he would challenge it directly or uh, anything they think there's more knowledgeable. I'm reminded of job in the Bible. When, when, when Job thought that perhaps that uh, God was wrong or God God had uh, let these bad things happen to him, that God had erred in some type of way. When God began to question Job about the number of hairs on his head, the depths of the sea, and start asking him for certain numbers and dimensions, that only he knew. And he knew that Job couldn't answer because he didn't give Job a mind to answer. So uh, it's an insult when we consider ourselves all-knowing, without fault, uh, not in need of a higher power, uh, it insults God because God made us to be dependent. Amen.
0: Amen. And we also need others. God has blessed us with the ability to depend on him solely. And then he puts other people in our lives Uh, to help us and for us to assist them as well. We're codependent upon each other in this Christian walk. Amen? Amen. So let's look uh, at some of the other attributes in relationship with God to make us good leaders and make us, uh, to allow us, to remind us, to remember the people that are following us. Uh, We have to be modest. Uh, and in modesty, I am not talking about being walked over or anything like that. But what I'm talking about is not arrogance. <clears throat> and we have to be a, be peacemakers. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's always something's always being stirred up, especially by you, uh, then you might want to ask God to assist you. Amen. Mm-hmm. We also, as leaders, we have to lead by example. I cannot tell anybody, don't eat the cheesecake when I got a fork on my hand with cheesecake in it. I cannot do that. We lead by example. And if you think about it, would you listen to me while I'm telling you, you can't eat the cheesecake. And I'm eating the cheesecake even if I have, even if you have a health issue. But we lead by example. So let's look at another uh, example of what I mean by that. When you look at Moses's life, Moses was angry a lot of times, but a lot of times you saw his relationship with God. And so Joshua, when he came in, he also had that same relationship with God. And so he Moses led him by showing him that he needs a relationship with God to be able to lead the people. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: And then you want to also surround yourself with good people, people that are like minded. Now, I'm not saying that you need some amen corner people, because guess what helps us to grow controversy? And I'm not talking about major controversy, but everybody don't have to agree with you. Some people have different ideas that can help you and lead you on the path uh, that God has for you. And God actually sometimes put opposition in our way on purpose, uh, on purpose to grow us, to stretch us so that we can be better uh, than we currently are. Amen. Let's look at Jer- Let's look at Matthew, the 8th chapter, and let's look at an example of a leader. He gives us some examples of, of, of what leadership really means. And it's Matthew, the 8th chapter, and we're going to read at verse 5. And through verse 13. And then we're going to talk just a little bit about that. So, honey. Matthew 8. Starting at verse 5. And we're going to read down to verse 13.
1: Okay. You want me to read it? Yes, sir. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 5 through 13. And it reads. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum. There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come mm. under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant should be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to the uh, another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into order, out of darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the satyrion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self
0: hour. So when you read this story, it, initially you're kind of like, okay, so the satyrian is bragging, right? So first he comes to Jesus and asks for a favor to a certain extent, but then he starts bragging. I do this, I do that. I, I do this, I do that. But really what he's showing is, is that he has authority and he believes that Jesus has the same type of authority with more power to be able to speak a thing From a distance and have His servant healed so really what He's doing is he's showing I know I have authority but I Don't have authority like you You got that authority where you can speak Something from way down here and my Servant will be healed and we didn't get To this verse but in the 14th verse it talks About how uh, He was uh, he asked the Question about maybe Not in this in Matthew but he does Ask when was it when did it happen When was he when was he relieved And then he tells him the hour and he knew that was the same time that he had spoke to Jesus. It wasn't in the Matthew version, but it's in another one of the versions. And so when we're in authority, when we're in God's under God's authority in a leadership, we have the authority to speak things into existence. The problem we have sometimes is that we utilize our authority in the wrong manner. And so that's why it's important for us to remember the people that we are leading. You cannot lead unless you really remember the people that you are leading. Amen? Amen. So we know, uh, so since I'm kind of giving you an example of some good leaders, let's look at, I want to give you an example of some bad leaders. So let's look at Jeremiah Maybe not a bad lead. Let me look at Jeremiah 23. Starting with verse 1. And this is in the Old. This is in the Old Testament. I know sometimes we feel like we don't need the Old Testament. But there's no New Testament without the Old. And everything that's in the New Testament reflects back to the Old Testament. So let's not forget that. So in Jeremiah 23. One through four, it says, and this is the King James Version. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil you're doing, said the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their foe, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. Now many. Uh, scholars believe or have uh, it has it is a a, a theological theory uh, that's the way I'm going to put it uh, that this is actually talking about the children of Israel uh, losing their place being scattered to different countries and then at one point we know that they come back and then establish Israel once more later on but if you look even deeper than just that God is saying To the pastors, the leaders, those that are standing in power and authority, if you're not being led by him, he's going to show you something. That's how I'm going to put it. He is going to, he said, do the evil that you're doing to them. He says in here, you haven't even visited them. So you've gotten too ahead of yourself that you're not even visiting the people that you're leading. So I'm trying my best not to get all caught up in that. But what I'm saying is, make sure that your leader, make sure that you're leading and that you're, first of all, make sure you're following God and you have a relationship with him before you start leading people. Amen? Amen. You have any comment on that, honey?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's hard to lead anybody. Especially the people of God, without having knowledge of God himself. Uh, I would liken it unto Moses trying to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt without the uh, help and knowledge of God. Uh, I don't believe he would have been successful. I believe he needed God to part the Red Sea. And if it was all of Moses, I believe that they would have been captured or either killed at the Red Sea. But because God was on their side, not only did he lead them out of uh, Egypt, but he also led them to the promised land. And not only did he lead them to the promised land, he conquered all the enemies around them. And they was known throughout the region. Even to this day, even to this day, the nation of Israel is considered one of the most feared nations. Uh, They have... For their size uh, of people, uh, they have outstanding military. Uh, they are trained in fighting. Um, they are equipped, and they know how to conquer and defeat. There's a lot of nations that have tried to defeat Israel. To no avail, even to this day. It's as, it's as if God still has his hands on the children of Israel. And he's still honoring the uh, uh, oath that he made with them from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the point where he's protected them from all their enemies. If you look at Syria, they tried to attack Israel and and, it was not successful. Egypt, this ain't the first time. That's not the first assault that Egypt had way back then. Egypt tried many times since then to defeat the children of Israel, and they've been unsuccessful. And as powerful as the United States is, the United States have, uh, uh, has not attacked Israel per se. They passed policies that went, went towards uh, some of Israel's enemies. But even those policies have not been effective in uh, taking down the nation of Israel. So it's just like us today. When God have his hands upon us, when he has uh, his blessing upon his head of protection, you can try all that you want. You can send the enemies, and rumors from everywhere. God will take care of his children. I'm reminded of the Bible verse where he says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that's true. When God got his hands up on you, he's more than the whole world against you.
0: Amen and amen and amen. I wanted to just drop one more verse on you. Verse Proverbs 1 and verse 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools uh, despise wisdom. Let me say it again. The beginning, the fear of the Lord, the reverence of God is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction and so what we're trying to do today is to just give some a little bit of instruction to remember the people that god has called you to to lead he also uh he lets us know in in uh proverb i mean he lets us know in timothy study to show yourself approved a work but they need not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and when we look at some leaders Let's look at one leader that we know was what was considered to be a bad leader, Ahab, and how he was enticed uh, with idols uh, through his wife. And so God, uh, you know, he, he punished them. And so we have to be mindful of the people that are around us. Amen. Amen. Let me look at one more verse. Woo. Pride goeth before destruction, Proverbs sixteen nineteen. In other words, that that was the one of the with, with, uh, making sure that we are not that we're modest. So as we begin to just think about some of the great leaders, and even as we begin to think about those that are not so great, I just want us to remember that when we have a relationship with God, he is the one, he is leading. And for us to be able to lead others, we must allow him to lead and to speak to us. And even when we get off track, Let's say that crooked, that straight road turns crooked and we lose our way, God is still with us and he'll help us get back on track if we ask him. Any other comments, honey? Mm -mm. This is a really good short lesson. Uh, We could go on and on and on about bad leaders, good leaders, but I just kind of want to give just a reminder uh, of that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to remind us is that next uh, week, we will be uh, a- answering questions. So uh, please send your questions in so that we can answer questions. We're just going to have a question and answer session. Anything that you thought about, of course, you need to send them in ahead of time, uh, that you thought about that you wanted an answer to, because we definitely want to be prayerful. And uh, allow God to speak to us about any questions that you may have. So we're gonna have a question and session, question and answer session next time. Um, and we really appreciate the support. We really appreciate you guys showing up for so are you determined to grow? Because we all need to be ready and determined to grow stronger in the kingdom and ready for God. It's in Jesus' name that we ask. That you would just touch each and every person that hears this broadcast. We're asking that you would touch their families. We're asking, Lord God, that you would touch their hearts. Lord God, we just appreciate everything that you are doing for them and for us. And just remember, are you determined to grow? Amen. Amen.